I don't know. I don't drive my car like at all anymore. It just kind of sits there. But uh, who? What are you driving? Matt's car. Oh, I was gonna say you're going places. I know you are. I drive Matt's car because uh, he has an ox cord. Uh, I totally get it. Remember when Mormon bought me the Matrix? That was my first car that had an actual aux plug-in, and I felt so spoiled. Mm-hmm. It was the best thing in the entire world. I do not miss having to like shuffle through CD pouches to find yes. what I wanted to listen to. Yes, and radio stations self- are awful now. I don't listen to the radio exactly. whatsoever. They're terrible. That's why. <laughs> I just remember in my Celica like it had a tape deck and so <laughs> i put the tape with the wire hanging out and then yeah. plug it into my phone i'm glad that Lindsay's car that she got rid of not too long ago had a tape deck still and i or did it maybe i'm mixing that up with another car oh speaking of i'm late now but um on the podcast i am supposed to formally apologize to my mother for getting <laughs> facts wrong <laughs> i told you later i was like that might not have been true i can't remember life anymore but uh <laughs> my mother did not leave me at home alone when we lived in blue springs which would have been before i was 10 <laughs> I might have been confusing myself with the dog that the neighbor came and took care of all the time. Because <laughs> with the dog, <laughs> he was the only person he liked. So, <laughs> well, if you have a correction to make, my friend Laura was very nice to inform me that Colorado actually does not have a law about what age a child can or cannot stay home. Um, there, they do have a recommended age, but it's not a law. How old? And I don't even, I don't know. And I don't even know what episode that was, but I figured if you're doing a correction, (laughs) I'll make you not feel so bad. Uh, The other one is that my dad does use his military discount, (laughs) (laughs) mostly at like Lowe's and such, but he does use it. He does, I don't think he uses it enough. I was say, well, he definitely deserves to use yeah. it. Yeah, so I mean, he he did Good. the thing. He he yeah, went in he there, so freaking use it all the yeah, time. You earned it all for you. I mean, <laughs> um, okay. So with those uh, in mind, that we are human beings and uh, have bad memories, very forgetful, very. are you ready to start part two yes let's find out where this box goes have to do like an arm movement with i know it. but nobody um, can see it it's just nope i can see I it, it that way i like it <laughs> um this is legend i'm sam i'm amy and we are a podcast about uh cryptids that one urban legends and par- the the the, the paranormal paranormal that freaking word Whatever. it's just so hard <laughs> i know it is i want to say podcast paranormal so this is part two of the dybbuk box um just a little summary i guess so i there are many different kinds of dybbuk boxes but we talked about the wine cabinet which is probably the most famous story of a dybbuk box uh kevin manis owned it and basically the episode was me just reading his ebay posting of this dybbuk box as he tells his whole story and if you want to hear that, um, go listen to part one. And I ended the episode talking about Jason Haxton and how he bought the Dybbuk box from Kevin Manis. And he turned it, like, he sold his rights to the story and he had it made into a movie and he made a book. And that's where we left it. So we're going to start part two with 
where did the box go after Jason Haxton? It went to Paris. It went to Paris. Yeah, that's my I mean, guess. There, there is an Eiffel Tower in Vegas, so you'd be close. Ooh, yay! <laughs> you know who Mr. Zach Baggins is, right? From Bil- Ghost Adventures, everybody. Bilbo Baggins, um, nephew. Sure. You don't. <laughs> he he doesn't need to be directly like underneath Baggins. Bilbo Baggins. All right. Frodo Baggins' cousin. Maybe sure, twice like removed. I was going to say, <laughs> I was literally going to be like once removed. Um, <laughs> so Zach Baggins from Ghost Adventures has a museum um, like filled with like the most haunted items. And if you're down, we are so fucking going to it. I'm I want to okay go so bad. Where is it at? In Vegas. Oh, I mean, we did the Vegas thing. I, I fucking I love Vegas. Don't you don't want to go to Vegas? I mean, it was it's all so right. Fun. I just think about, you know, Matt almost trying to buy drugs from that lady on accident and then freaking <laughs> losing both of the guys after the wedding. And... But no, 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 no. <laughs> we're not going to. Yeah, we're not taking the men with us. <laughs> it's going to be me and you, boo. Okay. Maybe just me and you. Maybe, but then my dad's gonna get mad because he really wants to go to Vegas, and I'm just like, Ugh. has he never been to Vegas? No. <sighs> he has to go. Okay, let's take your dad. We'll all go to Vegas, but he's got to go to the haunted museum because that is why I want to go. Okay, I mean, I'm sure he'd be down. <laughs> it is filled with all the best shit that <laughs> eventually I'll be covering. Hopefully, most of it. So. <laughs> Anyways, he's got this museum, and because he is Zach Baggins, he bought the Dybbuk box. And, you know, I'm not really sure if he bought the Dybbuk box from Jason Haxton or not. It, do- it doesn't say where it went. And I tried to Google it, like, to see, like, the chain of custody on this thing. And I could not find where it went between Jason Haxton and Zach Baggins. Hmm. So my guess is just... Zach Baggins bought it from him. I guess in Halloween in 2008. Oh, I have to tell you this part first. So he did a four-part series when COVID first came out called Quarantine, where he just basically him and his team locked themselves into his own museum and fucked around with the shit in his museum because it's all super haunted. Wow. Supposedly. So um, so he did a four-part series called Quarantine, and his last episode of Quarantine was the Dybbuk box. And so I watched that, and I guess in Halloween in 2018, he tried to open the Dybbuk box with Post Malone. Oh my god! <laughs> I fucking love Post Malone. Why does this deal with all of this shit? He likes all this, like, that's what makes me love him. He obviously loves all the same shit we do except for this bitch has the money to fucking go and actually do these things so he was supposed to open the debit box with post malone there but and if you google this by the way the post malone like in the debit box it says like all these things like post malone was cursed by the debit box (laughs) (laughs) like all this stuff but i guess like if you watch it because in the episode the quarantine episode um, it shows like footage from when Post Malone was there mm-hmm. and like Zach Baggins got like super emotional and like could couldn't open the Dybbuk box. I mean him getting emotional what's new but yeah because of it he couldn't open the Dybbuk box he says and um, he says that it was like the Dybbuk box tried to stop him and, and so why would it have let the other guy just open it all willy-nilly then? Oh, it didn't. Uh, Post Malone didn't open it either. No, Nobody not him. The, the first guy that owned it. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. So Zach Baggins talks a lot about how he's an empath. And like, it's like he just got too emotional. Like he just really, the, his emotions physically made it so he could not open. Okay, so why box. didn't he let Post Malone open it? I don't know, but Post Malone, <laughs> I bet Post Malone would have opened it. He was probably um, like, what the fuck? I came all this way to open this damn box. 
<laughs> we aren't opening it. Why the fuck I are don't, we here? Pay me a million dollars. I don't know. There's one part, and I should have gone and watched the episode with Post Malone in it. I don't know why I didn't, but there's one part in like the recap footage where it shows like Zach Baggins kind of like lurching like a little bit. And like, I don't know if it like freaked Post Malone out, but Post <laughs> Malone's all like, oh, like <laughs> jumps, jumps away. <laughs> so I don't know. But, um, he says it was like it tried to stop him. He says that there's a gray cloaked man that hangs out in the corner near the Dybbuk box. Um, and on they have a tour guide named Victoria. And she saw it, too. And it put her in a super emotional state. And they showed her talking about it. And she was, like, sobbing. It kind of felt really bad. Um, and, and on that same tour, there was a tourist in the group that also saw the gray cloaked man and she was sobbing also and they have video of them because they were like whoa i guess when it happened so they got it on camera um and the tourist said that he's in her head and won't leave her alone so now we go back to this quarantine episode um before he opens the dybbuk box he calls kevin manis um, who is the man from the first episode um, that bought it from the estate sale mm-hmm. and um, apparently um, he touched the box and he had like this overwhelming desire to open it um, oh sorry this is the when he was investigating with Post Malone still so when he touched the box he had this overwhelming desire to open it he broke contact with the box and that's when he got super emotional he started crying and he kind of like fell back that's what it was so he fell back and when he kind of like fell back or stepped back or whatever it freaked Post Malone out <laughs> <laughs> so. uh... <laughs> sorry just Zach Baggins man so <laughs> He, I mean, he is, he's doing something right because he keeps making all this shit and people keep watching it. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) So before they open the box in this quarantine episode, uh, both Zach and Aaron say that their backs hurt really bad. And then their tri-field meter starts going insane. Do you know what a tri-field meter is? No. Okay. A (laughs) tri-field meter is it measures obviously three things so it's three type of meters in one it's an ac gas meter uh an ac electric uh electric i think it's supposed to say electrified but i have electric files meter so i don't know <laughs> uh and radio power density meter in a single unit um and then someone named bill says why are you being aggressive towards me to zach because apparently while the other guy was doing the tri-field meter, Zach pushed Bill aggressively. And Zach says he didn't even remember doing it and that the box is trying to pit them against each other. <laughs> so <laughs> he leaves the room with the box. Like, and he sits on the stairs and he's super emotional. And he's like having the same feelings he had before when he was messing around with the box with Post Malone. And... After that, he says he's done for the night. So they review the evidence of that night and it shows like a legitimate, it's like a legitimate puff of smoke being expelled from the box. It literally looks like the box farted. <laughs> like in night vision. Like, it's just like this, like, like, and it's like smoke. Um, so um, Zach takes like a, a still picture of it, like you know like a still frame from Mm -hmm. the video and he swears that like you can see two eyes in the smoke I don't really see it I mean I see it but I think it's just the way the smoke is kind of like rolling I think it's just that thing that we as humans do where we make faces um in things that don't have faces definitely so so back to Zach once again he goes to open the Dybbuk box and this is the next the next night he goes to open the Dybbuk box and as he's walking he feels like something is making him stop so he's like walking to the room with the Dybbuk box and then he just stops 
And he then pushes forward and starts doing his dramatics about opening the box. And Zach basically tells Aaron, this part is weird. Like, it's really weird. So Zach, out of nowhere, tells Aaron to stop talking. Like, he's (laughs) facing the box. Zach's facing the box. And then he's like, stop talking, like, to Aaron. Aaron was literally saying nothing. And Aaron says that. He's like, dude, I wasn't talking. And he says it sounded like Aaron was talking. So then Zach says he sees a dark mass huddled on the ground at the same time you hear this loud popping noise and it's audible to us like watching the show you can hear this popping noise um then he goes back to the Dybbuk box of course you know with his dramatic flair and he opens the box and when he does he literally like puts his face like almost in it like he's like staring into it like i don't know aggressively would you say (laughs) oh lord um he says he was feeling like a strong psychological shift like he was feeling like the effects of a quote-unquote strong drug in his words um he starts removing things from the box and you know what a spirit uh spirit yes do you (laughs) good night no do you know <laughs> do you know what a spirit box is you do right uh, like the thing that's like it flips through different uh radio waves and then like catches voices nope so it's like shh, aaron shh, devil shh. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that's what zach thinks it was saying it, was, Anyways, yeah, definitely. Um, it probably so, said eat pizza now (laughs) (laughs) so it's just like a it just flips through different radio channels basically and it's usually just like static and then all of a sudden there'll be like a word and they call it a spirit box and they say that it's a spirit using that whatever to talk so that was my scientific definition yeah very you're welcome very scientific (laughs) very precise i love it So um, he starts removing things from the box and there's a spirit box. You know, he has got a spirit box and the spirit box says Kevin, which Kevin Manis is the owner of the box or the original owner. So that is interesting. Um, He asks the box uh, which consciousness it has and the spirit box says evil. (laughs) Then Zach claims to hear a child's voice. Billy also hears it on the parabolic mic, which I didn't look up what that was, and I've never heard of that before, but he hears it on the mic. I know what it is, but I cannot give you a definition at this moment because that seemed to have left my mind. But Matt (laughs) has told me before, like in relation to like music and recording music and stuff. Oh, okay. So not ghost. Matt's not doing ghost hunting on the side. Then. No, no, no. Just music. Oh, okay. But now I need to know. So, um, it is a microphone that uses a parabolic reflector still Very don't know nice. what parabolic is, a lot. uh to collect and focus sound waves into a transduce transducer that's such a weird word i was like dude <laughs> transduce <laughs> uh um, yeah all righty then focus <laughs> sound waves. at i mean i guess that would make sense for ghost sending sure at the same time, on the thermal camera, the Dybbuk box temp, this part interested me too. So, you know, it's they have the Dybbuk box like on the thermal camera and it starts from like, I can't remember what the starting point was, but it was like 81 or something like that degrees. As they're opening it, the temperature rises to 88 degrees. And like Ooh. after it's open, it rises to 91 degrees. So you think if it's at 81 and then all of a sudden you open it and it's at 91, that's like a 10 degree change. Like, and it's just the Dybbuk box. Hmm. So I did find that kind of interesting. 
Um, so there is some wacky machine that they use. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. I can't remember what the fuck it's called, but <laughs> it has like dancing stick figures on the screen. And they say that that's like, oh, people shapes that they can't see. The the Xbox uh, thing, right? The one with all the, that projects all the dots on people. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 oh, not that one. No, then no, I don't like, know anything about another stick figure thing. Okay, so, like, it's, like, a, they have a screen that they're looking at, and it, like, scans, like, the room, and then it... I need to Google it now, because um, I should have put this in there, well, but, like, it makes them look like stick figures. Yeah, on Josh Gates, it they on an episode of expedition unknown uh they were looking into the afterlife and stuff and so he did like a little ghost hunting thing with uh grant and a few other people that i don't know i think one of their names was amy um wait you're saying with jason and grant no just grant jason wasn't there but there were two other people but it was grant yeah and so yeah amy this one you don't remember her i didn't watch that late pretty much oh i just stopped after a while but anyway um so what it was was like uh someone had taken the technology from the connect the xbox thing that projects all the dots that you can't see except when it's recording like it sees it and then it would show you if there was another like being in the room because it would trace their body into stick figures yes that is so yeah that is what it is is okay i thought you were talking dancing stick figures (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were talking about like how ghost hunters like puts down the light and it projects the dots. oh yeah so that they can see if something shadow no 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 just it projects dots that you can't actually see like it's on the yes on the screen only and it shows you where thank you for that are. amazing explanation yeah because i had no idea how to I explain am that so happy that i just watched that not too long ago yeah <laughs> i just it just looks like dancing stick figures to me. <laughs> so, um uh i can't i don't know what the name is but um and they're the only ghost hunting team that i've ever seen use it i mean i guess you saw josh gates use it and i haven't watched the new ghost hunters like with just grant where it's not grant and jason it's just grant um so i don't know if they use it now but back when jason and grant were together i never seen no, any of them use that's it. that's all i've ever seen yeah um but zach asks a figure to appear and when he asks a stick figure shows up um, and it's inside the Dybbuk box. But it's like a whole person inside the Dybbuk box. So you think like this thing has to be like two feet tall like <laughs> in the Dybbuk box. <clears throat> it's like Indian in the cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I guess a Dybbuk is like two feet tall maybe or Dude. maybe they just shrunk themselves down to be what that small. What if that cupboard was a Dybbuk box? That'd be crazy. And I have not seen that movie in ages and I really need to. I have. And for a short period of time, I owned it, but it was also, I think, on Netflix for a little bit. But I'll have to check and see because I loved that movie. It's such a good movie. <laughs> um, okay, so there is a quote unquote Roots of Evil box. That's what they referred to it as. I don't know. I, I think you had to watch like the whole four parts Mm. and i try to avoid as much (laughs) as i can going on that route so um but there's a roots of evil box that they had sitting on top of the dybbuk box and when zach goes to grab it there's like an audible bang that the entire crew hears um and zach like dramatically lunges backwards to get away from it and then (laughs) this part made the it's just so weird he grabs the entire dybbuk box which you know the dybbuk box isn't like super gigantic but it is big bigger and it's heavy and so he's lugging around like the dybbuk box in his arms and he's literally just like zombie walking 
around his museum. (laughs) (laughs) He says that he's thinking it'll cause some sort of reaction because, you know, he has all these other haunted objects in his museum. So he's hoping it'll cause some sort of reaction. And so then he has Billy go investigate by himself while Zach is like walking around doing this. And he asks questions like, am I in danger? Are my friends in danger? And to see if like anyone would say anything. This is Billy, by the way, not Zach. Um, He's asking all these things, doing like an EVP session, it seems like. Um, And as he's doing that, Zach like creepily like just brings the Dippic box to the room Billy's in and sets it down at the door in the door frame between him and Billy and he's then it's just he's literally just and they're wearing masks you know so you can just see Zach's eyes and he's literally just like staring at Billy like just staring at him (laughs) so after like a few minutes you know he starts telling Billy to touch it and he's like being pretty aggressive it excuse me the whole time billy is like i respect the box but i don't want it to hurt me and he just keeps repeating that like i respect this box like i was like he's you can tell he's kind of afraid of it i think that's a thing i did notice on my brief little foray into tiktok that if there's like a video of paranormal things people keep commenting on it saying like I respect this, but the energy is not coming with me or something. I don't know exactly what they're saying, but it's just, it's very weird stuff. I think they, they're thinking that like, and I mean, it could be possible. I've never had it happen to me, but maybe they're thinking like the energy can be transferred, like even through electronics, which to me that, that has never made sense to me that that people think that, but I mean, Hey, you know what? I do think that if you talk about something, you could potentially manifest it. So why not if you see it on a computer screen? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but yeah, he keeps saying, I respect the box, but I don't want it to hurt me. Like, take it, get it out of here, basically. And then, so there's a camera in this room. So there's a room, right? And then there's, the doorway to the room that Billy's in and so Billy's through that doorway into the other room and the camera's in the corner of the room that Zach's in and on the other side of the door frame because it like there's like a hallway next does that make sense so there's this big room and then there's a door frame to the room that Billy's in against the wall next to the door frame there's a hallway that passes the room that Billy's in and is connected to the room that Zach is in and it looks like so Aaron is standing like in like the entranceway of the hall right next to like the door frame that of the room that Billy's in and Zach there's like a bench and Zach just went and sat down on the bench (laughs) and so all of a sudden you just see on the camera that's put like in the corner Aaron just falls to the ground and he's just (laughs) laying there oh my goodness and he like suddenly like just he he blacks out and he hits the ground and Zach no reaction Zach's just sitting there on that bench no reaction no nothing (laughs) and um all of a sudden Billy yells from the room he's in and says who just said I'm gonna kill you and you can tell like everything's getting pretty heated and he says was it Aaron like that said that you know he was gonna kill him or whatever and Zach's like no one said that um and then after he said like no one said that because I think he was like looking for Aaron he notices that Aaron was passed out on the floor and he like runs over to him it's all very dramatic so of course Zach starts you know prodding and baiting and challenging this entity you know provoking it um and he starts playing a tune like on a glass case so there's a glass case and it's like it comes up to maybe like his chest it's like a big square glass case i don't know what's in it but he just starts wrapping his knuckles like against this glass like playing like a childish like tune (laughs) and then all of a sudden you know he 
narrates over and he's like I was being manipulated by the entity to do that like you think it's funny but I was actually being manipulated by the entity and um so then that's it it was fucking hilarious but then after that you know nothing else really happened and then at the end of the episode they say this may not this may or may not be related but three days after all of this Billy's dog died and they don't say if it was like an like a natural death or like it was sudden you know or anything Mm -hmm. or how old the dog was they just say his dog died Hmm. and they don't know if it's from the the box or not but they the thought bad it was juju med- yeah they thought it was uh worth mentioning so so uh <laughs> <laughs> i so just that don't like that. them <laughs> i mean it's so overworked and dramatic and yeah it is definitely something else um i don't i don't even have words honestly like I don't know, but like maybe if it went along with some of the other stories about it, like that first guy that got it at auction and opened it, if like he had possessive episodes or something where I don't know, he was tapping a tune or if other people like just randomly passed out from it or heard someone saying something but it doesn't go along with any of the other stories no it's just uh i don't know it's just (laughs) ghost adventures (laughs) like you're on an adventure for sure you're watching like a fucking uh soap opera opera. so that's the last of that Dybbuk box that I'm going to talk about. But because there are lots of Dybbuk boxes, I wanted to talk about... <laughs> okay, so a different Dybbuk box, obviously. But I don't know if you've heard of, probably not. But there is a movie that is... Well, it's a documentary, supposedly. That is called uh, Dybbuk Box, uh, Chris Chambers Story. So... um. Like I said, I couldn't tell if it was a. I watched it thinking it was a documentary, but you'll see towards the middle that I kind of thought it was like a. It had to be like a movie. Does it go paranormal activity ish? Yeah, it is very paranormal activity. Um, and then the acting, like the so the first half of it, the very the first half of it for like a good little bit, like I was like, damn. Like it was giving me chills. Like it seemed very legitimate to me. And like I was, it, it freaked me the fuck out. I'm not <laughs> kidding. It really did. But then you get to the second half of it and it's like everything just goes downhill. And like uh, after that, I'm like, there's no way I can believe that. Like, but anyway, <laughs> I did look it up to see if it was a documentary or if it was like a movie like paranormal activity Mm -hmm. um and imb or imdb says and this is a quote currently documented as one of the most supernatural recorded events to date the encounters recorded by chris chambers have been studied by industry professionals and proven to be accurate recorded paranormal accounts end quote but they said all that kind of stuff for like paranormal activity and all of that. And it wasn't until like lots later that people realized it wasn't real. So True. I don't know. I don't know. But <clears throat> I just watched it. And as I watched it, I took notes on what I saw. <laughs> and so this is just my recap of whatever this is for your enjoyment. Okay, so here we go. On January 29th, 2019, Chris Chambers decided he wanted to purchase the Dybbuk box from the dark web to see if they are legit because he kept saying he was seeing YouTube videos of people buying them from eBay and he was saying that it looked like some of them were fake, that like some person bought like a bulk mass of these boxes and then just made them Mm. look old and creepy and so he decided if he was going to get a real Dybbuk box, he was going to probably most likely find one on the dark web. So how much did he pay for it? 
Uh, I think I have that written down. Good. But I'm not there yet. And I honestly cannot remember off the top of my head (laughs) because I watched this like last week. So he found that uh, one said uh, it could only be traded. And he said that when he saw that it stuck with him because he heard that real Dybbuk boxes could not be sold. Um, They could only be given or traded, not bought. I don't know why. What because stops it? I, that's what I'm saying. Like Kevin Manis sold his. He's still kicking it. So nothing killed him. I'm assuming from selling it. But <laughs> The person selling this box wrote a warning stating that Dybbuk demon, that a Dybbuk demon was inside the box. That's why I said earlier, I don't know if they're spirits or if they're demons. Because this person refers to it as a Dybbuk demon. Um, it was inside the box and the box was not to be opened at all because the demon would attach to a living person. Ah. So it was just to be a collector's item. Uh, so from there you watch him buy the Dybbuk box on February 12th, 2019, the Dybbuk box arrives to him and he says before he opens the box that it smells rancid, like quote piss. Uh Oh, Yeah. There are some similarities that you'll see to the wine cabinet story, but there's also different. And this also may answer your question about the whole Zach Baggins thing. So, um, so the whole time that he's like opening or, you know, doing messing around with this Dybbuk box, he has the camera set up on his coffee table facing him, you know, and the Dybbuk box is on the coffee table and he's sitting in a couch. So side note, uh i totally forgot that i wrote this as a side note the couch he is sitting on looks comfy as fuck so (laughs) there you go because i I was literally writing this like as i was watching it so i was just taking notes um so he tests the box with an emf reader and i think by now we should all know what an emf reader is but if you don't it is an electromagnetic magnetic magnetic field detector uh typically with paranormal investigations look at a base reading of a room and then if it spikes it's usually an indicator of some sort of paranormal activity to the investigator or energy spike if you're a skeptic um of course when he brings it to the box the thing starts going off like fucking crazy um and the second test he does is the spirit box um and i said if you watch ghost adventures they use this a lot uh (laughs) it basically sweeps radio waves blah 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 we just explained that with zach baggins yep so he has his spirit box set next to the dybbuk box and he asks is there a ghost in this box nothing happens he asks is there a spirit in this box nothing happens and then he asks can you uh, or can anyone hear me and nothing happens he spent 30 minutes asking questions and nothing really happened but then it comes back and he says is there a demon in this box and it sounds like it says yes uh, and then an- <laughs> and then another sentence like comes out of the spirit box which I could not understand but he says it sounds like uh, how can you hear me and then he says, do you want me to let you out of this box? And <laughs> of course, it says, say, yeah. <laughs> and it says something else. And he says it sounds like help, which fuck no. If it's a demon, don't fucking help it. <laughs> like the person who gave it to you, who you bought it from or whatever you traded for says, don't open the box. Like, yeah, don't open it. Anyways. Now, at this point, the dumbass opens it. He puts the EMF detector next to it as he's opening it. And, you know, that thing is still, like, going crazy and beeping. And see, he also puts gloves on to open it. Like, he puts, like, rubber, like, doctor gloves to open it, saying that a YouTuber said that you should always wear gloves and not touch it with your bare hands so that you don't get demonic transfer. I was thinking so that if some buddy's like heart or something was in there you don't want to get your dna mixed in with that for when you call the cops yes literally i'm not even kidding i was thinking the same thing and then he was saying that and i was like 
that is ridiculous <laughs> because you know when you let it out of the box it's not just going for your hands yeah unless you're gonna wear a full head-to-toe latex suit like it's not just gonna go for them hands <laughs> um what did you do douse your latex gloves in holy water first <laughs> right you like were you gonna like make a force field like a latex for i don't know but the creepy thing is is that as soon like literally as soon as he pops the lid to that fucking thing the emf detector stops it's been going off like crazy this and i just got chills like, talking about it because it was it was freaky as fuck like so the whole time this emf detector is like going bananas mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he pops that lid and it just stops and i don't even think he notices Hmm. right away that it stops which i don't know how you don't it's loud (laughs) but like it is simultaneous like he pops the box and it is done um and then uh, finally he does notice and he takes the emf detector and he like is moving it around the box and there's just nothing it was like whatever was oh i'm got chills again (laughs) it was like whatever was in there literally just was like boop i'm into the air now (laughs) so i'm free I'm free, like the genie. Yeah. Um. So inside the box, there is a locket of brown hair that's tied with a small white elastic barf. Um. There is a dried flower. So just like the other Dybbuk box, mm-hmm. um, hair and flower. Uh. There's a piece of paper with red writing on it that is in a different language. He says it's an old piece of paper, but it it doesn't really look old. It kind of looks like paper that was aged intentionally Mm, i don't know if that makes sense but it doesn't look old to me um and there's like some kind of flat red stone it looks like but i wasn't really sure um and he says he's not sure what it is either um there's also ashes or some sort of like really small rocks that are loose in the box Hmm. um he says there's a strange warmth emanating from the box so that's something that kevin manis never said in his post but it is something that zach baggins it is showed that is a linkage yes oh and there's more too he's talking about the contents of the box um and there's a lamp kind of next to him and the lamp flickers slightly and he says that's never happened before obviously ever um so then (sighs) (laughs) so then he places everything back in the box and he goes into his office because he's going to research you know the writing that's on the paper and he said he was going to go look at the ad i think again Mm. for it or something like that but and you, you hear this noise Like, you can hear it. There's, like, this noise. I cannot stop getting chills. Because, like, literally, (laughs) I'm telling you, the first half of this was, like, seriously terrifying to me. Like, a paranormal activity kind of way, not, like, a, you know, horror flick, I guess. But, so, you hear this noise. And then he, like, he uh, gets back up and he goes out there to go check and see what that was. (laughs) And literally everything that he had put in the box was now out of the box next to the box <laughs> and everything was neatly aligned on top of the piece of paper like in a line like bordering like on the piece of paper cool and <laughs> and so i'm serious like i wish you could see my arms right now because they're like it's just been non-stop goosebumps <laughs> so uh what he was looking oh here we go so what he was looking at on his computer was the writing on the paper and i guess it was hebrew for quote to free oh like to free the thing in the box that's what he did (laughs) and as he's explaining this there's another bank and he goes back into the living room um and now everything is now inside the box (laughs) and the lid is shut (laughs) which i'm assuming that's the bang we heard was like the lid shutting Mm -hmm. um and so he pans the room with his camera and there's like literally nobody in his house. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't know why it freaks me out so bad, but it does. And so then shit just gets like super crazy after this. If it wasn't already crazy, he shows. And I mean, 
granted i think too what's freaky is that he just got this fucking box and already this shit is happening like as soon as he opened the box (laughs) really what he should have done is he should have got the box and made a control have like a week of not opening the box to see if anything weird happens he should have, mm-hmm. but he was eager. Yes, I, it would probably be very hard not to open it. Yes, well, not for me. I'd be like, no, thank you. You're going on my decor- <laughs> decorative bookshelf. <laughs> no, I don't so, open it. Mm, you open it way over the fuck there in Oregon. <laughs> don't you come to Colorado? So he shows uh, that he has two cameras in his house. Uh, the one in front of him that he's talking to us through, like the one he has on the coffee table. And then he points like he's got one mounted in the upper corner of his living room. So that covers like that entire space. And he does another session with the spirit box. So he is asking basically if someone's there and they say, who are you? And he says, I just want to communicate basically. And and it says no. And then <laughs> he says he doesn't want to disturb them, but if someone is there, could you please give you know him a sign? And then so in his living room on the wall opposite of where that lamp was that was flickering, there's like this huge painting. And so he says, give me a sign. And all of a sudden the painting on that wall like crashes to the ground. And then, so after that, you know, he puts the painting back up and then he goes to bed and he has a camera in his room and, or no, sorry, he doesn't have a, he does get a camera in his room, but not right now. So at 3.03 AM, the camera that's, you know, in the corner of the living room, uh, picks up the light bulb bursting in that lamp and, uh, the camera on the coffee table I couldn't tell if it was the camera or if it was the Dybbuk box itself because it was so like from a distance and it was in black and white. And um, I know he left the Dybbuk box on the coffee table. So it was hard to tell what it was. Mm -hmm. And the camera on the coffee table was not recording, just the camera in the corner of the room. Mm -hmm. So, but one of those two things falls, like it, you can see it turn like on the coffee table and then it falls off and falls to the floor um, and so wait where was this camera when he was going in his office and stuff which camera the, the cam- one that's in the corner yeah it was still there but it's it's pointed so the way his house is set up mm-hmm. you got you're walking right where the door you walk in his apartment because I think it's an apartment, not a house. And you walk in and if you turn immediately to the left is the kitchen. And then immediately to the right, it's like this long, like rectangular living room. And then next to the wall with the big painting, there's a door frame. And I think that leads to the bedroom and the bathroom and the office. Uh-huh. So this camera in the corner does not you can't see into that area it's just the living room the like but whole, didn't like, he leave the box in the living room yeah and the camera's picking up that like and, where the coffee but when is. he went in the office to do the stuff and he kept hearing the banging why isn't there any film from that oh because he did not have the camera that wait no i don't know i can't remember if he no i think he put the camera in after that and at first it was just the camera because as this thing is all going on he keeps buying more cameras to Ah. cover more of so I think when he very first got it that first day it was just the camera he had on his coffee table like just like a point and shoot camera on his coffee table and then I think he said the next day that he was gonna go get a camera yes he did <laughs> and then you because you watch him install it in the corner oh okay. the living room. okay i'll let it slide okay. then i was gonna say does that clear it up <laughs> yes yeah so i was writing this as i was watching it so my notes aren't like clear and edited because i was just <laughs> like oh oh this happened oh gotta write it down so sorry if they're kind of like all over the place but okay so then he goes to bed 
or sorry i already got that part so the the light bulb burst yes in the living room um and then it falls on the floor yep. so when he wakes up that morning his thermostat is at 43 degrees Mm. and he usually keeps it at 73 oh my god how does he live <laughs> i don't know <laughs> and again the painting falls from the wall this part freaked oh chills so then <laughs> the painting falls from the wall and then immediately after that he pans over and he has drapes like in front of his window in the living room and the drapes literally just like open like somebody just took both of them and went like sunlight like let there be light so they were trying to make sure he wasn't a vampire yeah and so then he goes and he leaves the house to get more cameras and when he comes back he shows he he plans a camera to his thermostat and it says that it is set at 73 but the temperature inside the house is 120 degrees oh my god that's awful it says that it's 120 degrees that's terrible so later on in the day um he catches like he's walking around with his handheld camera and he catches his bathroom door like slowly opening and then closing and then slowly opening and closing and after this this is when he calls his friend sarah on the phone and in the background while he's like on the phone having this conversation this is literally the point where i'm like okay is this a movie or is this real anymore (laughs) this is when it starts to get cheesy and like the acting gets bad so um while he's on the phone with sarah you see the door open behind him um his front door and he doesn't even realize like it's open and he just continues to talk and he says to sarah like hey come over so someone else can verify this activity because she had he knows she had childhood like experiences with the paranormal um and then he says that he's going to get more cameras to put in every room and he goes on to say that he feels like he's being watched everywhere he goes um even right then as he's talking to us now not sarah that night again at 303 a.m on the camera that he now has in his bedroom it shows the lamp on his nightstand and it's just like wiggling back and forth like and it's so like unnaturally wiggling back and forth it's clear that somebody is making it wiggle Mm -hmm. and so eventually it's wiggling like so much around that it falls off and when it falls off it wakes him up and so he gets up and he picks it up and he puts it back on the table and then at 408 a.m instead of like wiggling on the nightstand it literally is just like all of a sudden picked up and thrown like off the (laughs) nightstand by something you can't see so then the next day, his friend Sarah comes over and everything seems, oh, so I say it here. So everything seems legitimate until this point. So the conversation they have just seems very fake, very practiced. Like she does not know how to act. It seems like. Uh, <laughs> and I reading hate to say, from a cue card. Yeah, it very much seems like that. And I mean, I hate to say things like that, but as a skeptic who wants to believe and wants like evidence and stuff like that, I always keep my eye out for things like that and it just it seemed very fake so anyway he asks her to do a spirit box session with him um he says are you the only one or are you the one who keeps me up at night and he says it sounds like the spirit box says we don't sleep (laughs) and if you're wondering why I keep saying like he says it sounds like it's because as the voice comes through, there's subtitles that instantly tell you what he thinks it said. And I don't think the viewer really gets to make up their mind on what is said. So that's how I feel about says, ghost adventures. Yeah. When somebody says it sounds like something. You're going to hear it. That's what you're going to hear. So that's why I keep saying that. Um So then Sarah asks, when I was a little girl, I used to see a shadow man in my room at night. How old was I when I saw the shadow man? And it says 10. And then she asks what its name was. And it says Roger. And she freaks out and she says, turn it off. And like, she's like freaking out. And he's all, who's Roger? Who's Roger? Like to her. (laughs) 
and she says turn it off I don't want to do it anymore but she's also like monotone too this whole time which also makes me think it's like practiced turn it off I don't want to listen anymore (laughs) yeah she's like turn it off I don't want to listen anymore and then so then she leaves (laughs) and then he says when he was uh so this is later um he says when he was watching tv he smelled a foul odor and then he felt a presence next to him so he turns the emf detector on and it goes crazy this part is weird too so he's sitting on the couch right and he turns the emf detector on and it starts going bananas and then he gets up and he walks to the kitchen and as he's walking it stops and so when he gets into the kitchen it stops but then after a few seconds he's standing there and it starts again and then so he's like watch this and then he walks back to the couch and it stops as he's walking and then he sits down on the couch and it's off for a second and then it starts going up again so he's like it's following me like it's getting up with him and going Mm -hmm. so and then oh i just got chills again so the next freakiest thing that happens which it seems really fake but it still freaked me out um he just he goes into his bedroom and the bed is literally hopping up and down. Like, <laughs> and it oh seems like the bottom left, I don't know if it's the left or the right corner of it, is where it seems like it's being, like that's where it's being pulled up from. Mm-hmm. Then he takes his camera and he looks under the bed and there's like nothing under there. So I don't know how, if that's CGI or how they made that there's nothing like around it making it hop up and down but it's literally from that corner it's just going like up and down like a lot like um so then his bedroom fan just falls from the ceiling and onto the bed while he's looking under the bed (laughs) that'd be scary and i forgot to mention this entire time that after he opened the box he's been having like non-stop headaches like every day and um you can see that everything that's happening is really starting to take a toll on him he like lashes out at the bedside lamp like in one of the videos because it's just flashing like <laughs> a strobe light and he's just like a, he's sitting on the edge of the bed like with his hands like you know interlaced or whatever and he's just like um sitting there for like a few minutes and the lamp is just like flashing and flashing and flashing and so he literally stands up and just like whacks it off the table and then you just see it on the floor and it's like flashing understandable i would do the same so then it goes to a shot of him sitting in his living room and the big painting that you know keeps falling off he just now has it resting on the floor like below where it's falling off he's not putting it back up anymore um Oh, and I also forgot to mention that this whole time he says every night it seems like someone is poking him repeatedly in his sleep <laughs> all night long. So he's not getting very good sleep. Same. And Called my cat. <laughs> <laughs> and he says it seems like they just don't like it when he sleeps. Hmm, okay. Like, Maybe they're jealous. Maybe they want to be able to sleep and they're <laughs> dead. That just doesn't happen. Probably. So at one point he walks to the kitchen and he gets a glass of water and he just oh this part was weird too so he just kind of like zones out like he he has his glass he filled it up with water under the sink and he's just standing there facing the sink with this cup and then he like out of nowhere like he's just standing there for like a minute or so and then out of nowhere he just takes this glass and slams it as hard as he can against his forehead (laughs) oh my goodness he just shuffles like a zombie kind of to his living room okay it's weird and so was he he bleeding i didn't see any blood i actually was looking and i did not see anything Hmm. so then he goes and he lays down on his couch and then he gets up and walks to the front door. Like, he looks like a zombie now. 
so like I think they're like it's an indication like he's possessed Mm. and so he opens his front door like just a crack and he just stares out of it for like a few minutes and then he closes it and then he opens it again (laughs) and he's just staring out of it and then he closes it so and then he goes off into a corner and just stares off into a corner (laughs) okay and then that night from 2 a.m uh to like 3 30 he's literally in the corner of his bedroom and he's just staring at the camera that's mounted in the corner of his bedroom and the lamp on the nightstand is knocked over and flashing like crazy um and he's still just staring at the camera at around 3 30 he lifts his head and he looks like he's about to literally expel something or scream like he like lifts his chin up and he's like has his arms like down back behind him and then the camera cuts and so after that there's like a uh um what do you call like script that comes up like the screen just goes black and it's just writing and it says uh all the cameras at the house were corrupted at that point all of them at the same time were all corrupted that's why the footage stops there which that red flagged me mm-hmm. um and just the way his head was just red flag so and then after that prompt comes up and says that there's a random like very short video of him saying like he's looking at the camera and this is what he says he says uh quote so it's not me saying he it's him saying he he says he doesn't feel like chris anymore <laughs> and then it goes back to the font like black screen and font and it says that since then he moved in with his parents uh to escape the apartment and his parents released this footage to show people to be careful about opening random debit boxes the end uh, uh, yeah <laughs> I, I really want you to watch it because like the first half of it really does seem other than how I don't know because I don't you know paranormal stuff doesn't happen to me every day so I don't know how quick after you open a Dybbuk box that <laughs> things are gonna start happen happening to you but it is like immediate and pretty like severe right away for him but other than that like it all seems pretty legit like he doesn't seem weird or anything and then Sarah comes in and you're like <laughs> everything goes downhill from there. She like, could literally. just be a very socially awkward person that knew she was being recorded and just um I can't I don't know what to do. Uh I'm just gonna talk like this. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. And this the whole like who's Roger? Like that part <laughs> I was like Mm. and then how like the very end where he like lifts his head or whatever and then the whole he doesn't feel like chris anymore like mm, i don't know it's just <laughs> it doesn't if seem he didn't feel like anymore. chris anymore then how did he end up with his parents again yeah exactly to escape the apartment i don't know also it are just... you saying that the spirit now that is attached to him cannot leave the apartment I don't know. I well, he's attached to Chris, not yeah. me. But he so I, left the apartment I to go with his parents. If he goes to his parents, then Girl. he would still be there. <laughs> yeah. So that's that on what I got for the Dipic box. Uh, let us know what you thought if you liked it, and I hope you enjoyed our first two part uh, episodes or whatever two-part subject i guess (laughs) um let us know again like we said in part one if you have any experience with a dybbuk box or any paranormal urban legend cryptid stories we do want to start um a series of your stories um i don't think i have anything else to say so amy take it away so you can email us at thisislegendpod at gmail.com 
You can go to our website at thisislegendpod.com. And we have Instagram and Facebook and now a TikTok at This Is Legend Pod. Okay, guys, keep it spooky, classy, and sassy. But most of all, keep it legendary. Goodbye.